Hey guys, welcome to another episode, episode four of Highest and Best with Stevie and Erica. This episode, we're going to be talking about five things we would do if we were new real estate agents. So I'm excited to share these ideas with everybody. Erica, do you want to start us off? Yes. Um, Gosh, when you're just getting started, it's like the most scary time, I think, right? So overwhelming. Overwhelming. Yeah. Where to start. Yeah. So we're going to give you five things that we would do immediately to start to grow your business. So Number one, um, I would do as many open houses as you can for any agents in your um, in your office. Like, get started just by getting to know other agents, which can be difficult because some the top producers are always really busy. But you know, just kind of see who takes a liking to you and who you vibe with, and you know, say, hey, listen, like I'm available. If you need me for anything, an open house, a showing, an inspection, just spread the word around your office and, you know, kind of see who you can collaborate with and, um, you know, just just make yourself available. The best thing you have when you first are getting started is time. (laughs) You have time. Um, So, yeah, I think that's really important. Stevie, what's your first topic? Topic, no. Well, um, to... To jump on that um, about open houses, even in our Facebook group for our brokerage, people are always on there like, hey, can anyone do do an open house this day, this time? Um, and I've had agents reach out to me and say, hey, you know, next time that you need an open house, you know, please, please keep me in mind. So and people like. I love when people reach out to me and ask like, Hey, what do you need help with? What can I do? So don't be nervous about, about doing that. And plus it's open houses are a great free way to meet potential buyers, you know, and you don't have to do this long, elaborate open house, you know, it could just two hours, mm-hmm. you know, um, we were both talking before about open houses and how we did a lot of them in the beginning. And I would do two on Saturday and I would just do them for two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would try to schedule, you know, those two houses closer together. So I'm not driving all around town to get to the next one. Um, and just marketing them like crazy. It really helps build credibility, even though you're not showcasing that this is my listing. It's, it's great for marketing, you know, and even with your open house, like besides, you know, hosting that and potential buyers coming in, but you could door knock and meet those neighbors. You can get a dialer and call into the neighborhood and touch base with them. You could send them a mailer. So there's just so many things you can do around the whole open house topic. I feel like in the future, we'll have to do an episode just on open houses. And I've got a checklist for that. (laughs) Love it. So yeah, that's so important too. And even just, you know, connecting with another agent as, as a teammate, you know, I mean, ideally, if you can get on a team, that's probably you know, one of the best things back when I started, like, I feel like a dinosaur, but it was like 15 years ago, like there really were not that many teams actually. So, um, it was a little bit different, but, um, yeah. So what's our next thing that the next one is, um, find a mentor. Like, I think it's really beneficial to befriend people within, you know, the brokerage or what, wherever that are newer. Like that was really inspiring for me and got me motivated and excited was these 
you know, being friends with these newer real estate agents because we were able to discuss the beginning process together and come up with ideas and do things together. We would do open houses together. It was door knocking with people. We were making calls together and even doing other social things together, going to events and putting on our own events together. It kept me excited. Um, so I think that's really great to be in a brokerage where you be with people that you can genuinely be friends with, but having a mentor of somebody that has been at a level that you want to be at and can share with you, you know, the mistakes that they, they have made, um, and sharing what works for them and learning from them and maybe potentially having some accountability can be such a game changer for you in your business. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what's cool these days with the internet and social media is like that mentor doesn't even have to be in your office. Like they could be, you know, maybe someone else from across the country that, you know, can kind of help you too. Um, so that's really cool is there's just so many resources available. Yeah, I didn't have a mentor when I first started. Um, and I was on YouTube, like YouTubing everything. And there was a couple people that I came across that are still in the business. And they were, you know, they're really into the YouTube videos. And man, I learned so much from just like how they conversate and how they handle objections. And um, several of them do calls and just me constantly, like I would just have it on while I was doing other things. And just to constantly have it on in the background of listening listening in their conversations, it's stuck. So that when I was having these conversations with buyers, like I already knew what to say and I already felt so confident because I heard it over and over and that's, you know, a free resource. And I would reach out to these people. I would ask them questions and it was like, we became friends and I ended up meeting them like in events, you know, years later, um, and became friends with them. So I don't know, it's just, it's just so cool. The content that you can get online for free. Well, and the old school way too, of like reading a book, right? Like there's so many really great books. I'm such a reader. Like that's one of my like pastimes actually, but, um, yeah, just like, you know, because like, if you're, if you're a reader, like I am and you love that, you get your highlighter out and you highlight what you want to say mm-hmm. and you know, there's scripts and tricks. And so just being prepared for like handling different objections or things on inspections or, you know, whatever, whatever comes your way, just, you know, just immerse yourself in this world of real estate, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just in whatever way, shape and- or form you can. And even too, like just having somebody else that you can talk to about the job and situations, like not everyone's spouse is in real estate, right? So they might just not get it. Um, And so I think it's good to have someone else to just like talk through scenarios and get advice and having this mentor could be life-changing. Absolutely. It's so both of our um, significant others are in real estate. That's funny. Yeah. Like Just what a are the side note. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're both yeah. sitting here. Um, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So I love like coming home and I'm like, yeah. you won't believe what happened today. <laughs> oh yeah. And he, yeah, he totally gets it. And then it ends up telling me about things that happened with him, but I could see like someone, uh, uh, someone who even like some of my friends who aren't in real estate, if I mention something to them, it's like, they just don't get it. So it's nice having people close to you that you can just kind of talk and vent it through. And, you know, if you don't have a spouse that's in real estate, then that mentor could potentially be that person for you or get yourself a best friend, a mentor, you know, in my world, like my, my best, like my circles, like all in real estate, it's kind of crazy. 
Um, mm-hmm. And we we don't compete against each other either, which is nice too. So, um, yeah. So next thing, what else would we do if we were a brand new agent? Um, for me, like, and mind you, I was like in my 20s and single, but mm-hmm. I used to just go to happy hour by myself and I would just like get to know the bartenders. I would get to know the owners of the restaurants and I would be a regular. And next thing I knew, like they would refer me business. Like they, they would be like, Erica, like this plastic surgeon's here and is looking for a realtor. And I'd like drop everything and run into this restaurant and like go. And that was like one of my first multimillion dollar clients actually. Um, that's how, but just like getting, getting your name out there and being social, like, you know, if you enjoy being Mm -hmm. social, like for me at that time in my life, in my twenties, it, it, it worked well for me. Right. Like, so, um, I would, you know, I would just tell, like everyone knew I was like a realtor, like, and I would just go and have lunch or happy hour or whatever. And, um, you know, that was a really good way to just meet people and spread my name everywhere. (laughs) I went to a lot of events and, you know, some of them were with real estate agents and I have been asked like, oh, why are you going to those? And honestly, it's been so beneficial for me because you never know who's going to be on the other side of that deal. Like a lot of times in multiple offer situations, mine will get picked because they know who I am and they know I'm going to get the deal done. So me befriending local realtors has actually been very beneficial, but also too just to build friendships with people who are in real estate. And when I was new, I didn't have any real estate agent friends. So it was nice to just surround myself around professionals, positive people. And, um, but I started just putting on networking events because I couldn't do past client events because I didn't have any yet. And um, I would partner up with another agent. This was, we'd done this several times and we would just invite people who weren't, we would invite people who were in real estate, but also who were not and like leverage it for them and like showcase them before the event um, and introduce them to people at the event and showcase their business. Um, And that was just an, and when you're a host, I feel like it builds such credibility. Um, and every time I always had it sponsored, I never paid for it. The giveaways, the, um, the food, the drinks, the venue, you know, was able to get it covered by somebody who was in the industry, um, that I work with. And it was just such a great way to connect and, and build your database. And I would leverage it on social media like crazy. That's, that's great. I love that idea. Well, especially too, because like, you know, you're taking the time to plan it and right. It's your event. And so now everyone knows who you are and you're the host. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, Mm -hmm. the same thing with me, like our offers get accepted because they know who I am and who my team is and what we do time and time again. And you know, I'm always kind to everyone just like you are probably. And, you know, and that's, that's another thing too, is like, you know, you can't, be rude, right? Because there's going to come a time where you're going to have to work with this person at some point or another. So, um, I'm just absolutely, yeah, always really understanding and, um, empathetic and just cooperative really just to get the deal done. Right. So what I really love 
about working with Chris Kemp is that he literally will reply to messages and emails from my clients and I in real time. And that's so important because when you're in a multiple offer situation and you're getting ready to put that offer in and your client wants to know how much their monthly payment is or can they afford that $30,000 over asking that you know they need to write in order to secure the deal, he will literally get right back to you or someone from his team will get right back to you and get your questions answered. He's been in residential lending now for about 21 years and he has been just so supportive of everything that me and my team have done. And I just see him support other agents by, you know, having luncheons or supporting their open houses um, and all those ways too, which is also really cool. Um, His annual production, you guys, is crazy impressive. He's one of the best in the country at $123 million in loan volume every year with 468 single transactions. Like, holy shit, that's crazy. Hashtag goals, right? Um, So if you guys are looking for a residential lender, Chris Kemp's your guy. He's with Flagstar Bank. He's in the metro Detroit area, but can do a loan anywhere in the country. Follow him on Instagram. It's Chris Kemp at Flagstar Bank. Um, And yeah, just tell him highest and best sent you. With events, I would always, and people seem to be really interested. I always share like the behind the scenes of getting ready for the event. And it's just such a non-salesy way to get in front of people. Um, And also I would, you know, send out invites and I would follow up with people. Hey, how's it going? Just wanted to invite you to this. And even the day before I'd be like, hey, I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Someone did that to me for an event and I will never forget it because it was a face she put on Facebook it was a Facebook event and I had checked going and a lot of times I do that just to show support and this person was like oh can't wait to see you blah blah blah. you know like a week or two out and I was like okay yeah uh uh-huh and then the day before she messaged me and was like hey how's it going how's your day yeah I can't wait to see you tomorrow and I was like oh shoot like (laughs) she's really expecting to see me tomorrow and so I went and I so I'm like from now on on my events I'm going to be following up with people you know as I'm creating it and then the day before and and showcasing like I'm excited to see you because they might think like oh Um, they're not going to notice that I didn't make it, you know, it's no big deal type thing. And it's like, no, the host is like really looking forward to it. It kind of keeps them more accountable. Yeah. And engaged too. And like, right. Yeah. I I do the same thing too. I I say yes, knowing like I might not go probably because right. You want to show support, but yeah, that's so true. Okay. So the next thing is, um, Well, I think picking a brokerage can really, I think it's very, very important with your success, even though it is on you, right? And um, the work that you put into it and the education. But, you know, when I first got started, I went with a particular brokerage um, and I was there for six months and I didn't do anything. I, I had gone to their trainings and I would leave there like, what was that? And and the other people. No. And I didn't feel like I learned anything. And then, um, 
which is shocking. I'm a brand new agent and I was leaving training like what? And <laughs> the other people who were there were just not like minded people like me. So I, I wasn't talking to anybody. I didn't really feel comfortable. So I, I had a friend who wasn't even in real estate and I had asked him if he would come with me to a training and I was, he was interested in getting his license. So, you know, we were, I just told the, the broker. Yeah. I was like, I need you to come to this uh, training and I just want to see what you think about it. And so he came and we walked out and he was like, oh my gosh, like, what was that? He thought it sucked. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I just don't enjoy it. I, I would go into the office and the women, like I would have just met them. I remember I went in like a couple of days later and this lady was like, hi, are you looking to buy a house? And I was like, no, I work here, Susan. I just met you two days ago. So I just, I wasn't fitting in and it, it wasn't my vibe at all. And I just kind of thought, oh, real estate isn't for me. Like this isn't what I thought it was. It's not really working. I'm not learning. I wanted to get my license to learn and I wasn't learning anything. I wasn't excited. And then I, I put my license somewhere else with a friend. And it was like, from that point forward, I started meeting all these girls that I became friends with and the training was amazing. I was going to training after training after training. Um, and it was honestly such a game changer for me. That's great. Yeah. It's, I mean, where you hold your license in the beginning is really important because you know, that's where you yeah. get your support and you meet your friends and all that stuff. And the training is, is yeah. so crucial. You don't know anything in the beginning, how to negotiate, how to draft up the contract. Right. Um, so like I started yeah. at a small boutique brokerage with like less than 25 agents and it was mm -hmm. like an open office concept. So the owner who was like in her sixties at the time who, you know, was selling like 50 million a year, which was like, I was like, oh my God, like she's goals. Um, she yeah. sat like literally, like I, I was able to secure the desk, like right in front of her. Like, I don't know how, <laughs> like I wanted to sit as close to her as I could. And I would literally mm -hmm. just sit there all day and like search the MLS and listen to her talk. Like, and so I, I would just literally start copying her right in front of her. And she would look at me and mm -hmm. she would be like, you remind me of me when I was your age. You're going to be very successful. <laughs> like, and to this day, Aww. like she still sells real estate. She's a killer. Like, love her. But yeah, it's, yeah. you know, in that, in that, um, environment, I, there was no training at all, but mm -hmm. without the training, I just kind of mimicked, you know, the successful people that I saw around me and just like did exactly what they did or like ask for help in the moments, you know, when I needed it. And I think that's a big thing too. It's just like, if you don't know, you don't know, and that's okay. You can tell your clients, Hey, I, you know what, I'm not sure about this, but you know, let me ask, you know, the broker in my office or a senior agent and, you know, get some advice. And I did, I said that for a long time and my clients just appreciated it. They weren't like mad at me that I didn't know. I didn't try to hide anything. And you know, so that's honesty is the best policy for sure. So, um, and sometimes even just bringing in another agent too, like, you know, I would have them consult sometimes and hop on the phone with, you know, in a group call. Um, so that was always really helpful too. But, um, gosh, there was something I was going to add on to. I can't remember. <laughs> Were you, um, always a solo agent? Did you ever join a team? Yeah. So, um, in the very beginning, I was a solo agent for like a year and a half. And then I was at this office and the owner, um, just saw me there every day, just looking to do something. And there was another agent 
who at the time had two kids and, you know, was really busy and she worked in the foreclosure industry a lot. So she had a lot of short sales and foreclosures. This was back in like 2007 and eight, nine, when there was all that going around. And Mm -hmm. she said, Hey, you know what, why don't you partner with her and, you know, see how that goes. And Um, at the time I was honestly looking back, I was so lucky because I had a 50, 50 split, which is crazy Mm. as a brand new agent, right? Like for one year in like to work with a top producer and have a 50, 50 split. Mm -hmm. Now I earned that 50, 50 split. Like it ended up being much more than I anticipated. I was like literally doing processing, like buyers, like all the BPOs, all the drive, like, you know, I did a lot, but it was well worth it. And so I was with her for, um, like two years and then I ended up doing, you know, it, it didn't feel good after a minute because it felt like I was doing everything. And, you know, so I just, I decided to split at that time. And so then I was a solo agent for like, I don't know, five years later. And, you know, it, it took me a while to, to kind of build the perfect team, if you will. I've gone through, you know, Mm -hmm probably like 10 different admins and, you know, 10 different buyers agents and partners and it's stuff. It's hard it's to really find hard. good people. Really hard. Yeah. yeah. I would say that's one thing that I would have done. Um, and I think is really beneficial for new agents is to join a team. Um, I've, I've never been on a team, but I don't, I don't want to say like I would change this because I truly believe like how I got started was meant to be, but I probably would have gotten started a lot quicker if I had joined a team because, you know, they give you training, they help you. Some teams, I mean, everyone structures things differently, but Mm -hmm. some teams are giving you leads. They give you a plan of how to get leads um, and the accountability, right? Like there's so much accountability with being on a team that it, that's something that I, I always suggest to new real estate agents, because I feel like a lot of times they're just lost. They're like, I just have no idea what to do. And I'm like, you should join a team. I think honestly, the reason why I didn't in the beginning was I had thought like you had to be an experienced agent to be on a team. I wasn't very educated with it. Like I didn't realize like they would have just taken me, you know, (laughs) I I thought like I had to have, I I feel like I was so lost and I was just like, Oh, they're, they're not going to want, want me to be on their team. So I just got to figure this out. But, um, now it's like, oh my gosh, brand new agents. I'm like, you should join a team. Yeah, because the team is And who is cares about your you. split? Yeah, no. It, it, yeah, because in the beginning, you just, you want to learn, right? You need to know, you need to learn That's the craft. Right. That's, you need to learn to yeah. close a deal, right? To list a house, to work with a buyer. And then once you have that, like, then, you know, then I feel like focus on a lot of the marketing too, because like, yeah, it's going to be difficult for you if you, you have all the marketing down, but you don't know how to close a deal and you can't manage a client and you don't, price your listings properly and they're not selling, you know, so Mm -hmm. there's like these two kind of sides to everything. Um, so first learn, learn the business like through and through, and then I would say get your marketing going. Um, but you know, yeah, go ahead. I never was like asking people like, Oh, what's, what's my commission structure when I first started. Um, but I do hear of new agents, like that's how they pick their brokerages is by they're like, Oh, well I'll get to keep so much more of my money at X place. And it's like, I know their accountability there and their training and the people at that brokerage, like that's not going to (laughs) even matter what your commission structure is. Um, you know, and in the beginning, I remember thinking like, all that matters is me learning. I need to learn as much as I possibly can. Um, and then, you know, later on worry about what my commission structure is. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think just like making yourself available to learn, like, you know, you Mm -hmm. don't, 
don't get into this thinking like you're going to travel the world and go on vacation no, and, you know, on. go yeah. to all this stuff. Like it just, it will not yeah. happen. You know, it's, it just, it doesn't, you have to just literally immerse yourself into this like 24 seven, like seven, you know, just to get started. And then once you, you, you really started, do. Yeah. I did not travel for so long. I mean, I was obsessive Mm -hmm. about real estate and I had no boundaries and I felt like I couldn't leave. And I, I wanted to, once I got started, I really wanted to build this business. And I mean, I had friends that were like, I can't believe you never go anywhere. And then, you know, once I was getting these burnt out stages, they were like, you really need to go on (laughs) vacation. And, and I had heard like, this will recharge you and refresh you. And you're going to come back like inspired and wanting to work even more. And I just didn't get that. I didn't think that was how I would be processing it. And then once I started actually doing it, I was like, yeah, I really, really need this. I just actually, um, got my passport in the mail the other day. And I, I know, like, I literally do not, (laughs) do not travel. Like once I started dating John, he, you know, lists all these places that he's visited and countries and all that. And I'm like, uh, I haven't left the United States. And he was like, yeah, that's, he like did all the paperwork and everything for me. He was like, we're, we're leaving. So that's exciting. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm so excited. It's so cool. But yeah, it's true too. Once you go away, like that, all the clients are going to come to you. (laughs) Like, yeah. And it's like, you need to like step yourself out of it. I think only though, if you have been really working and like really committed and, and trying to build your business, I mean, not, not taking a break after three days and a couple hours, right? Like (laughs) after you've been like so dedicated, I think it's really beneficial to take take all the breaks and enjoy you know de-stress all the self-care and refuel because every time I come back I'm like I'm excited like I do enjoy the job but when you're just doing it 24 7 it's so easy to get very burnt out yeah absolutely another way um of marketing yourself too as a new agent is like what we do best Instagram right or social media oh gosh I mean, I think that's like, get out there, you know, don't be shy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, one of the things that I was really self-conscious about in the beginning when I started posting on social media was I was so worried and this seems so silly to me now, but I was so worried about whether, what other agents thought of me in my market that they would see me like out like see these videos or see these photos of me out and about and you know just trying to get out there and I look back at that now and I'm like if whenever I see new agents doing that I'm like you go girl yeah, I'm liking it I'm like, commenting yeah. I'm like why was I so insecure about it but you know what every agent I talk to um ones that mention why they feel insecure whatever it is about showing up on video and on social media they every person has like the silliest reason ever on why they aren't showing up and I'm, I'm always like you're gonna look back on this and think it's just so ridiculous well yeah it's like no one's getting any younger either right like literally like we're all you know it's like oh when I lose 10 pounds when I do this when I do that and it's like it's just do it like you can't think about it just totally because if you don't like someone else is going to own that space so Mm -hmm. you know I think um the more you get out there and we'll do another episode on nobody cares too and nobody cares that you are 10 pounds heavier you Mm -hmm. know no one is even thinking about that or that you don't like how you sound like no one's even thinking that it sounds weird you know just bring value and post right like talk about stuff so 
that's, that's all that matters. And then, you know, when I first started and I was, you know, we do so many things as a real estate agent for free. We're going to trainings, we're getting certifications, open houses, touring resale, new construction, educating ourselves. The, the list goes on and on. We're not getting paid for any of this, right? Um, and I would showcase all these things on social media and I, I still do to this day. Um, and But in the beginning though, you know, I, I never said I had closings. I never was like, mm-hmm. I'm at the closing table and I really wasn't. But it built this perception, you know, when I started running into my friends and then people that I had met and connected with on, um, you know, in person and added them on social media. And then they'd be like, wow, it looks like you are doing really good. Like, even though I didn't have any closings, I was just sharing what I was doing to learn and provide value to people. Um, and it showcases, you know, that you are actually out there working and trying to help people. So I feel like it's just such a great platform to, to showcase all that on. Yeah. Just share your journey because like, you know, even if you're brand new, like just say it and own it and, you know, show the broker opens that you're going to show the, you know, lunch and learns that you're going to the networking events, right? Like, cause yeah. then they're like, your audience is more vested in you and they're like, Oh, that's great. You did this. Like here, I need to buy right. a house or I need to sell a house, whatever. So, and it's kind of the same thing, you know, I feel like I've in you as well. Like we feel pretty good about Instagram and promoting and we're getting consistent leads from it. But I, I feel very humbled and like a newbie when it comes to YouTube and to doing a podcast. And a part of me still has like a little bit of that insecurity of like, oh, other people are going to see me on YouTube and see like, okay, I'm still learning to edit. My lighting's not perfect. Or now we have this podcast. Yeah. It's our first couple episodes. You know, I'm so nervous about like oh, what yeah others will think of it. You know, I'm human, but I'm still, I'm like, you know what? I'm still going to show the process. I'm still going to share. And that's exactly what I did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be so consistent, you know, and I've been consistent with YouTube. So it, it always ends up just paying off. Even if you're a beginner, um, and you're just getting out there and you're feeling insecure, you know, still showing up and getting out there. Cause you're the only way to get better is to go through the progress process. Like my editing on YouTube is so much better. Our podcast is just going to keep getting better. So yeah, hopefully that's helpful. (laughs) Totally. I know we like side note, like I'm, I have been so nervous to do this. Like I had nightmares last night, you guys, like I had literal nightmares, like about, it was, it, it was like a ridiculous dream that didn't even make sense. Like my teeth fell out and I had to be on the podcast and I was like, you guys, I literally was like, you guys, I don't have teeth. And then you were like, well, you have a problem. And I was like, yeah, I know. I don't know what happened. Like, what kind of dream is that? <laughs> like, oh like what gosh. kind of dream is that? Like, yeah. That so is epic. But I showed up. <laughs> like, I'm like here, right? You showed up, girl. Yeah, I know. So it's just, it's natural to like f- have these feelings about things and, you know, just rely on your network and your resources and, you know, just, just keep going. Like, don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. And I'm, I'm super proud of us for showing up and getting this going because it's been a lot of work. Yes. And um, yeah, I'm really excited. So I think we probably could give so many more things of uh, what we would do if we were new agents, but let's just stop it at where it's at and wrap this one up. And hopefully we are getting amazing feedback on our podcast so far. Let us pray (laughs) and uh, (laughs) share this on your Instagram. Um, Follow us, download it. Like I, I have to write all this shit down, you guys, because like we have to learn to say this every episode. Like, comment, like, comment, subscribe, 
subscribe. Wrong wrong platform. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, tell us like all the good, the bad, the in between. Like we want to know what you think. What other topics do you want to hear? What you want more of? Less questions. Yeah. So I would love to end the episode with answering everyone's questions. So any question you have, let us know so we can we can do that for you guys. And thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you on the next one. See you next time. Toodles. Bye. Bye. (laughs)